This is In-Ear Insights, the Trust Insights Podcast. Do you want to use AI in your marketing, but you're not sure where to start? Take a class with Trust Insights and the Marketing AI Institute. The AI Academy offers more than 25 classes and certification courses to start you on your AI journey, including our Intelligent Attribution Modeling for Marketer Certification. One membership gets you access to all 25 classes. Visit trustinsights.ai slash AI Academy to learn more and enroll today. That's trustinsights.ai slash AI Academy to enroll today. Are you struggling to reach the right audiences? Trust Insights offers sponsorships in our newsletters, podcasts, and media properties to help your brand be seen and heard by the right people. Our media properties reach almost 100,000 people every week, from the In-Ear Insights podcast to the Almost Timely and In the Headlights newsletters. Reach out to us today at trustinsights.ai slash contact to learn more. Again, that's trustinsights.ai slash contact. In this week's In-Ear Insights, we're talking about Instagram. One of the things that uh, folks love to talk about is uh, all the different features on Instagram. And last year, uh, one of the hot features people were discussing was Instagram TV or IGTV, as you were, as it were. Uh, this year, they rolled out Reels. Uh, one of the challenges with a lot of these new data types is that it takes you know a quarter to two quarters uh, for Facebook to update its data APIs. But we decided, at the very least, we take a look at the four core channels, if you will, on Instagram to see uh, what has happened and what marketers should be thinking about. So before we dig in, Katie, from your point of view, how do you feel like Instagram has played a role in in marketing you know, this year? Obviously, with everything going on, <laughs> every social media channel has had a part to play. You know, it's Instagram. I, As far as I'm concerned, and this is a personal opinion, Instagram has not been the go-to in terms of finding out what's been going on in the world purely because of the format that it mostly supports. So, you know, Facebook, you can do a little bit more long form and you can, you know, share links a little bit easier. The same with Twitter and LinkedIn in terms of like the core four social media platforms. I think Instagram often gets overlooked in terms of being one of those players to be able to share breaking news and, you know, here's the latest video clip from what's going on plus commentary plus links it just it's not really built to support that kind of information sharing and so i think um i think at least for me the role that instagram has played a little bit is that break from news cycles and that break from presidential <laughs> tweets and whatnot and you know so for me it's a little bit it still retains a bit more of that entertainment value versus the you know what do they call it the death scrolling or whatever it is so yeah the doom scrolling um so that's my personal opinion what do you think chris uh what's what's the joke uh instagram is where you go to feel bad about yourself facebook is where you go to feel bad about other people and twitter is where you go to feel bad about the world so yeah of of all of them it's the least harmful i would agree with you that at least in my own, in my own personal usage, it is where I go to avoid uh, a lot of the new stuff. Because yeah, there's still people you know posting some politics politics mm-hmm. stuff there. It's it's inevitable, but uh, there there are the ratio of like puppy photos to politics is much higher <laughs> on Instagram than it is on other social networks. Now now that said, 
Now, let's actually go ahead and dig into the data here. If you're listening to this version of the show, why don't you head on over to trustinsights.ai slash blog, and you'll be able to see the blog post that goes with this. If you're watching the video, awesome. Uh, you'll get to see it. Uh, as I mentioned, we do this every year where we have uh, these these different stats. And what we're doing is we're pulling data out of Instagram for, uh, I think it was 3,000 brands, no, almost 4,000 brands, and 11,000 influencers. And what we're looking at is how, did, how does engagement uh, look for these things? Now, an important disclosure here is that uh, we're using the median instead of an average because you will have, you know, the Kardashians of the world skewing the averages all over the place. So we look at median data. Uh, first, for brands, uh, what we've got here are the four channel types, carousels, or the albums that you have swipe left and right on uh, in Instagram. You've got individual photos in the newsfeed, you've got videos, and then you've got IGTV, which is essentially where long-form videos go. And we start 2020, uh, everything is you know really high up, uh, relatively speaking, it's still 0.6% at the top. Um, and what we see across the, the board for brands is that Engagements kind of went down. And what really surprised me about this when I was looking at this was that if you look in the March-April timeframe, there's a bump for IGTV and video. Uh, those two channels did get a, a bump as the, the pandemic and the lockdowns took place. But then you saw a, a, one on carousels and photos uh, for all four channels uh, in uh, June-ish when, when people really were, were starting to take stuff seriously and, and you know, all around the world, uh, there were a lot more lockdowns. And then it's been on decline since then. When we looked, Reels was launched August 22nd, 23rd, I think, of this year. And uh, a lot of people said, oh, it's going to destroy um, video and IGTV. And what you look, can see in the data is it really hasn't. You know, and they've all been on kind of a steady decline since then, but there's been no like implosion because of Reels. Uh, and I'm, so I'm, I'm thinking based, at least for brands looking at this, Reels kind of didn't make the splash Facebook was looking to do. I mean, it looks like, you know, Facebook launched it to say, we want to take on TikTok. And I don't know, Katie, I, I'm not seeing it. Are you? I'm not seeing it. And I think that one of the challenges is the user experience. And so with Facebook Watch and Instagram TV and Reels, you're take it, you have to take an extra step in order to get this content. You're taken out of your scrolling you can't just stop on something and just watch it and then keep scrolling you can see like the first 10 or 15 seconds of it and then it says continue watching on igtv or continue watching on facebook watch and i don't want to be taken out of the just general distraction scrolling experience that i'm having i don't care enough about the content to go someplace else to continue watching it because nine times out of ten it's probably just you know, from my perspective, kind of junk and filler anyway. So I'm not going to make the effort to go watch that video. If I'm going to watch a full length video of something, I'm probably going to go to YouTube for that. And so I feel like there's a lot of disconnect about the expectations of what a consumer is willing to do in order to ingest this content. We're so inundated with content. Don't make us take an extra step to see something. Yeah. And particularly with a lot of the video platforms, they're what we're seeing with the streaming wars is that you've got to have a lot of anchor content. You've got to have a lot of stuff that people absolutely positively can't uh, afford to miss. And mm -hmm. the the one that is seemingly crushing almost everyone is, of course, 
Disney. Uh, Disney has <laughs> the entire content library of you know Americana. Um, you know they have Star Wars. They have all of the Disney movies. They have the entire Marvel uh, franchise. So they have definitely got a lock on 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 all that stuff. And the Simpsons. Look, and and the Simpsons and, and yeah and all of all <laughs> Fox Entertainment. So yeah, yeah they. It's a big deal. There's a there's a lot to be said for owning all the popular content. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's move past brands. I'll, I'll say this. With brands, if you're a brand right now, the the top performing channel this year on Instagram has been carousels, those you know, swipeable albums. So uh, if you're figuring out what your overall Instagram content strategy is going to be, plan for it to be that. Um, obviously, every account is different. Every company is different. Test all four types. Um, make a whole bunch of content for each and then see which ones do the best. But uh, it's looking like the generalized experiences is definitely that uh, it's, it's carousels. So uh, let's move on to our friends, the influencers. Now, the, the influencers are in an interesting spot because first, uh, across the board, their engagement rates are almost triple that of brands, uh, which is understandable. It's personality driven. Um, and that you saw a much more uh, you've actually seen in the last few weeks and i can't explain this uh substantial jumps in engagement on carousels and photos whereas igtv and video have remained relatively flat and i couldn't tell you why i don't know that there's anything that happened as of you know early october that suddenly made people go oh my gosh i need to to be swiping through my um you know my favorite influencers content more often um what do you think katie you know, I, I I think a couple of things about the whole influencer uh, marketing piece of it. I think that, you know, influencer marketing in general is old. And I say that in the sense of like, it was this hot thing. And now it's like, everybody has an influencer and every celebrity is hawking something. And so it's like, you tend to be desensitized to it. But the brands that are finding success are getting a little bit more creative from my opinion. And they're starting to match up the right influencer with the right product. So for example, and this one sticks out to me because, um, you know, I'm obviously I'm biased to it because I have an affinity for both things. Sarah Michelle Geller, who played Buffy the Vampire Slayer famously teamed up with Apothic Wine, which their whole brand strategy is a little bit more Gothic and dark. And they teamed up for the Halloween season. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense to have that kind of an influencer with that kind of a brand versus just finding someone who has a lot of followers who might say, hey, I drank this water, hashtag ad. And like to me, it's really finding the right match of things. And I think that some brands are really doing a great job of figuring it out. And other brands are just saying, I don't know, let's just get someone who has a lot of followers and see if we can get eyeballs on the stuff. So to me, that's my unscientific diagnosis of what could be happening. Mm, I think you're right. The other thing I <clears throat> I think of is in terms of effort, posting photos, even a collection of photos is still lower effort than it is uh, to crank out videos and especially mm-hmm. IGTV because it's a longer form video. You have to shoot it and edit and edit it and all that stuff. And um, it's much easier just to, to knock out four or five photos that somebody can swipe through. And, and, and then, like you said, don't interrupt the scroll. Just keep, uh, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that <clears throat> um, I've seen influencers be very effective in the use of stories um, to promote mm-hmm 
posts on Instagram. It's interesting. They don't typically promote stuff off of Instagram. They say swipe up to see my latest post or, or album or whatever, which I think is odd. Um, it runs contrary to a lot of the advice that we typically give folks about marketing and social media, which is don't build everything on the platform because the platform algorithm changes. You're kind of hosed. Um, build your website, your your brand, your email list, things you own and control. Uh, but definitely there is there is something to you know just being able to get people to look at your posts so that you uh, impact the news feed algorithm as well. I agree. I think that you know, stories is one of those like interesting things. And so you have stories, you have IGTV, now you have reels and Instagram itself. It still feels like such a small user experience kind of platform because you're still limited in what you can do. And they have made it very impossible to have any sort of a desktop experience. They want everybody on mobile. So Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all of those other platforms have, a halfway decent desktop <clears throat> experience, whereas Instagram from the right out of the gate, like a lot of the other newer social platforms have almost no desktop experience. And so trying to get all of those different elements, the, you know, all the different videos squeezed into this little mobile experience and asking the user to do multiple things to interact is definitely part of it. So, you know, if you're telling the user, like you can see in my stories or you can watch my reels or you can go to Instagram TV, as a consumer, I'm not going to do any of it because you're asking me to do too much work. But if you want me to just flip through a couple of pictures, great, done. And then I can keep scrolling. Yep. <clears throat> so the main takeaways for both brands and influencers from this data, which is this is about two and a half million posts <clears throat> um, on Instagram, is that at least for brands, you're 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 trapped in the in the I guess the Facebook black hole, which is your engagement numbers keep going down, um, and your budgets to uh, sponsor stuff to get seen will continue to have to go up to to match it. So, uh, if Facebook, uh, if Instagram is part of your brand marketing strategy uh, for the coming year, expect to keep on handing uh, Mark Zuckerberg your wallet, uh, at least your credit card. Uh, on the influencer <laughs> side, uh, this I think is more interesting, and in it. it one of the things that has always been a challenge for companies with social media, but continues to be more and more important as algorithms um, value the person over the brand is you've got to figure out how to, your, to get your employees sensibly and brand aligned, uh, but involved in your company's social media uh, to help share it, to help promote it, to help um, mm -hmm. uh, draw awareness to it where it's appropriate to do so. Well, and this goes back to the start of where we always begin every conversation is what is your goal? And so as you're figuring out your 2021 planning or any sort of planning, um, you know, it doesn't have to be for January 1st, is if I'm going to use Instagram for my brand, what is the goal? What do I want to get out of using Instagram? And, you know, does it make sense? Is my audience, you know, going to watch reels? Is my audience going to just flip through a carousel of pictures. And that's true of any other social media platform that you choose to, you know, promote your brand on. You know, I guess, Chris, one of the questions that I would have for you is, is Instagram trying to do too many things? Like, should it refocus in on just having a couple of really good, strong features? Like, is it trying to be too many things for people? 
It is, but the reason for that is not necessarily just trying to keep up with you know the changing environment. You know, they obviously borrowed stories from Snapchat, they borrowed reels from TikTok, etc. Uh, borrowed, I guess, is a very strong, uh, very watered down word. A lot of people would say stole. Um, but more than anything, when you read Facebook's earnings calls, what these things do more than anything for the for the company is it adds ad inventory. It adds space um so you can sell ads in stories in reels in igtv and stuff and so from a financial perspective i don't see facebook winnowing down the amount of inventory they offer in fact uh they're probably continuing to look for as many places as possible one of the things they just did was they integrated uh instagram messaging with facebook messaging so that messenger has the unified messaging platform which of course is the precursor to making sure that you know brands can direct message you on any of Facebook's platforms and send you ads that way because they again need the inventory and they need the engagement because messages are probably one of the places where people check the most when so, when you get that little notification like there's one new direct message like ooh did one of my actual friends message me and then you find out for some wine company like ah dang it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not what you thought it was um, that's where I I see a lot of of the Facebook's change is being reflected is it's it's all about the ad inventory. So what you're saying is that Facebook has lost sight of the consumer and it's money first, consumer last. Uh, Facebook has never had sight of the consumer. Uh, that, <laughs> I know, was I was being sarcastic. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, uh, and that's sort of the disappointing thing with you know the original mission of a lot of these social media platforms was to bring people together to connect them. And now it's all about how much money can I make? How much ad inventory can I sell? How much can I just, you know, get people to stay on my platform because I am giving them stuff that they can only get here. And, you know, as a marketer, I get it. As a consumer, it's disheartening. Um, But I think that, you know, the challenge really, the challenge that we would put out to marketers is really take a hard look at what it is you're trying to accomplish with these platforms and is this the best use of your time and is this really where your audience is are they going to engage with your stuff here are they going to engage with you on different digital channels as chris mentioned like email um or uh anything else so i think that that's at least for me that's the takeaway is you know these social media platforms are just getting bigger and more you know, cumbersome, there's more things to keep up with. So it's really a matter of, is this the right move for you? Are you just trying to keep up with what everyone else is doing? Or is it really the right thing for you to be doing for your brand? The other thing I would add to that is that when you look at this particular, you know, these charts in particular, 2020 was, to put it nicely, a volatile year. Um, There Mm -hmm. were, and there have been a lot of changes in the data, a lot of, you know, big happenings. And if you're only looking at this data, you know, once a month or once a quarter, you're missing opportunities, right? If you're not, mm-hmm. t- you know, tuned into your data with a good dashboard or something, you would have missed that spike in uh, mid-March. You would have missed that spike in early June. You would have missed the spike that just happened the be- at the beginning of October. And with all these algorithms, it, you know, everything is transitory because the algorithms are constantly retraining themselves, relearning. Mm-hmm. And if you have good monitoring, if you have fast monitoring, when a spike occurs and it looks like it's not going to be just a one-off, you might want to change your strategy. You might, you know, if you were looking at this uh, and in early October, you notice that big jump in carousels and photos, you'd be like, huh, let's pivot for a week. Just try, you know, post, you know, let's, let's put our video stuff on hold. Just try posting into this and see if we get the results out of it that we want. Um, 
you've got to stay in touch with your data, not just on social media sites, but across the board. Uh, you really need to be to be dialed in. The last thing I'll add is what we think of as social media is constantly changing, but what we think of as communities even more so. Um, there have been some really interesting discussions and in, and in, you know on various analytics forums and social media marketing forums about how much uh, of a land grab uh, Discord in particular and Slack have both uh, you know taken a fairly big bite out of regular social media because you know you can go to a channel that is just what you want to talk about and not mm -hmm. see all the other stuff and it's something to consider. I would say if if we talked about this in last year's uh, social networks report. Uh, and it's even more true this year. If you have not been giving uh, thought to or investing in building your own communities when it comes to uh, platforms you own, uh, you, it, the boat has almost left, right? The train has almost left the station. It is, if you're not on board, you need to. And speaking of which, if you have not joined our uh, Slack community, go to trustinsights.ai slash analytics for marketers, uh, where you can uh, chat with over 1400 of the folks who are talking about everything that uh, Google is annoying us with Google Analytics for. <laughs> well, and to that end, Chris, you know, if you start to build these communities, you can keep in touch with your audience and ask them, how do you ingest content? And that will give you a better sense of what to do with your social media channels as you're trying to push content out. It's constantly cyclical of talk to your audience, give them what they want, talk to your audience, give them what they want, continue to test, build new things, try, you know, try new communities. It's, you can't just say, I'm going to run Instagram for this year and then be done with it. There's a lot more that goes into it because you need to make sure that you're talking with people and saying, what are you doing? Because the other thing, Chris, to your point about 2020, people are exhausted. And the behaviors in which were quote unquote normal in 2019 no longer exist. Everything has changed. The way people ingest information has changed. The amount of time people spend on platforms has changed. The way that they're thinking about, you know, brands and connecting, everything has changed. Start talking to people. If you're not sure what to do, reach out to your audience and say, tell me what would best help you. That's probably where you should start. Yep, absolutely. There's no substitute for just asking people, hey, what can I do to help you? Mm -hmm. If you've got questions about this or anything else, again, join the Slack community at trustinsights.ai slash analytics for marketers. And wherever it is you're watching this show, please subscribe to it. You can find most of the major platforms, uh, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts over at trustinsights.ai slash TI podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Want help solving your company's data analytics and digital marketing problems? Visit trustinsights.ai today and let us know how we can help you.